so leave leave Facebook altogether for the four months, right? So after four months, will you know if you're Facebook sober? Right. So right, <laughs> we talked about this last month that it takes three months for alcohol to get out of, fully out of your flesh, out of your system. Like four months will be a good, you know. That'd what? be something. The, the whole point of walking away from your life, your job for four months is what what do I need to add back in? Yeah. And what stress do I need to keep away? And what, like, social media is part of that. Welcome to episode 115 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint of fine wine or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens and maybe through the lens of a very good beverage. You can help support and show some love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. You can dip your toe in at the shot glass level. We've got the pint level, the growl level. we got a lot of stuff going on um, from the second level on up. you got access to some extended interviews we do with some special guests. You can get some swag. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started on that. And a special shout out to our current patrons, Derek, Joe, Julie, Polish, Sean. Um, I think those are our diehard fans. It does not appear that we have got new Patreons, unless I'm doing it wrong, unless I've got the whole thing wrong, but I think I'm doing it right. But There are yeah. hundreds could, of nameless supporters. I think. Could be thousands. Could be, thousands. Could be thousands. operator error, but, you know, less less for the price of a cup of coffee, coffee a month. I'm saying that with no facts to support it. I'm you don't know how much a cup of coffee costs? Doing a Trumpism right here. No, I don't buy coffee. I don't buy coffee. Um, um, Less than the cost of a hamburger. Of a hamburger, right. <laughs> you can you can help support this fine program. That's all I got. You can also join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the hashtag PTLive. Follow us at Pub Theology on those platforms or check out video clips from the show on IGTV. Watch us on YouTube for extra content. You can also leave us a voicemail at 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830. Email us at info at pubtheology.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, today we talk social media. How has it impacted the way we live, the relationships that we have, communication, things like that. And how do you know when your social media usage uh, tiptoes into uh, an out and out addiction. And if you choose to step away from it, do you suffer from a fear of missing out? We'll get into it. Uh, what are we drinking as we as we chat today, friends? Why don't you go first, Shannon? I'm looking up something on Twitter. No problem. Speaking I, of social media. I am um, drinking Omegans, Omegangs. <laughs> say say that again slowly. Oh my gang brewery. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Might be actually. Um, Game of Thrones Royal Reserve Collection, Hand of the Queen. Um, it is a barley wine ale, um, a beer for Tyrion, a full bodied expression of a classic rich and malty barley wine ale brewed for those who can drink and know things. Nice. There you go. There you go. And you know, you're going to enjoy that one. That's, I bet that's a high ABV right there. Yeah, barley wine is usually not a not a light drink. Well, and I have to admit that I've had about a half a piece of pizza today, so you know, this is, fun times are ahead. This will be fun. <laughs> um, you know what? I actually find weird about ten point seven percent. What I find weird about uh, Game of Thrones is that, unless I'm mistaken, there's no beer on the show. It's a lot of wine. Everybody's drinking wine, but yeah, he's wine. I also have the glass. The the oh, you can't see it. The glass Perfect. that goes with the the Game of Thrones 
Nice. Brewery glass. And I, some, somewhere I have a pint glass from a former host of the show. Tina got me a, uh, I drink and I know things. Oh yeah. We've gotten that for people too. I love it. It's my favorite. When's the new season starting? April 14th. All right. Circling there are again. six mini mo- or six movies. They said mini they're not episodes. They're movies. That means they're like two hours long each. Yeah. I'm like, just whatever. Okay. Whatever. Um, I am drinking the last of my uh, cheap pint hauls from last week. <laughs> I, th- I thought I'd been out of them by now, but it was kind of a slow drinking weekend. So uh, this is the, the brow packed um, uh, uh, Hefeweizer between, you know, Sierra Nevada and some of the company can't pronounce because it's German. Give us the German pronunciation. Come on over. Weichenstepna. <laughs> Weichenstepna. Hey, you know what? You just, that's great. <laughs> He asked, he asked for it. Um, not nearly the 10% that you're drinking. So mm. I'm, this is going to be fun. It's good. Brian, what are you drinking? Uh, I am uh, drinking. Uh, I don't know if this is German or what it is, you know, uh, but you've heard of it. A line and Kugel snowdrift vanilla porter. <laughs> no, that wow. is so not German. <laughs> Isn't all oh, beer is German? Wisconsin? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Norwegian Wisconsin beer. <laughs> Wisconsin's finest. I, you know, By the way, I, can I give a shout out real quick? Yeah. To, yes. um, one of my college kids from church who we had lunch last week because she was in town and she is now a new listener. So awesome. the, she's at Penn. So, you know. Cheers to whoever you are because Shannon didn't tell us your name. Lisa, I just told you your name. Okay. Cheers, Lisa. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. She's not old enough to drink, so, you know. <laughs> oh, but thanks for listening anyways. Yeah. Cheers to us. We were, we were discussing, um, speaking of social media, we were discussing the Christian YouTubers out there and um, the bit of the lack of progressive theology Christian YouTubers. So that's Ooh. how we, <sighs> you know, got on to us. So. Anyway. Sweet, sweet. So uh, do you have a favorite uh, guilty pleasure or time-wasting app on your phone or iPad? I have all of them. (laughs) 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 Kind of a question, isn't it? Isn't that my entire app collection is time wasters? (laughs) Nice. So my current one is called 4 Plus. It's just a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to suck at it until I realized they actually have, and this is so good, a colorblind adaptation. Oh, where, where the you, you basically you know they they throw a little block of squares up, different color ones. They have to put them into the puzzle and eliminate pieces. And I was I was struggling with it until I turned on the colorblind thing because it's got red green color blindness, and they just put like you know X's or pluses and sh- shapes over the colors. So now you were matching up shapes instead of colors. Now I'm just like, now I'm a boss. I never would have thought of that. I it's never would have thought of that. Oh I play God. a bunch of, I play like Toy Blast, which I love. And mm. um, I play this puzzle like Woody, that it's called Woody. Like it's kind of yeah. like that saying, you delete the line, you know. Um, but Facebook's my, like I had to actually, Every like couple of months, I moved the Facebook app icon on my phone because it becomes such an instinct to hit it every time I open. Like I open my phone and I open Facebook yeah. like immediately. So I have to like move it on my where it is on my phone. Um, I used to I used to log way too many hours on Candy Crush. That was my. Mm-hmm. That was my. See, uh, Toy Blast uh, is like my Candy Crush, right? Oh, yeah. Like it's. It's very similar. I don't spend as much time on like Twitter. Twitter isn't up. Like when I'm at, when I'm on my computer, Twitter, Twitter may be up, but not on mm-hmm. my phone. Like not on my um, Instagram, but I like Instagram. Instagram isn't really a time waster for me. It's a, like I, I don't you're get not, sucked into things. You're not following the right account. Well, for good reason, because I like <laughs> that I'm like, sure. twi- like Instagram's my safe, my safe place. Does so that make sense? Like it, it, it does. It does make sense. And speaking of which, 
um, um, Instagram has been in the news recently. I was going to, I was, I told Brian, you know, I was going to, I had some stuff for past and poor, but since we were talking about social media and social yeah. media addiction, extending the conversation that we had um, last week. So if you didn't hear last week's episode, go listen to that one as well. Cause this is like addiction part two. Um, you heard Instagram in the news today because the the most liked Instagram photo <laughs> is. Yes, have you heard of, I know what it is. Have you heard about the Shannon? No. Oh, so so the previous record was held by Kylie Jenner, eighteen million likes. It was a okay. Picture of I think her and her new baby or the baby holding her thumb I don't or understand something. People, but okay. Um, the newest the newest and record that's been set on Instagram is by the picture of an egg. An egg. Yes, like, and just an egg. Just, just an egg. There was there was an account that was started. The account is called World Record Egg. Go we'll look it up and see what the latest like count is now. Yeah, but my, my son showed me last night. He's like, Dad, look, I just <laughs> like this, and it has the most likes. The, and the account was specifically designed and said, "Let's try to get the most likes and and beat Kylie Jenner on wow. this." I think we're up at forty three million likes now. Okay then. I mean, yeah. like, whatever. Listen, whatever passes your time. I don't know. Like, I think I think it's a testimony. Whatever makes you feel good. I think it's a testimony on why society is failing, but that's... that's <laughs> a we, testimony we'll to the power of humanity? We, right. We will get into that a little bit later. But Brian, yes. what about you? What's your time wasters? Uh, so my number one time waster is uh, the game Boggle with Friends. Yeah. You know, the word game, like the two-minute... Yep shake the letter dice i mm -hmm. grew up loving that game and when i saw that i could play it anytime i wanted uh i was happy now are you actually playing with friends or bots what are you playing with no i'm playing with real people but mostly people i don't know i those drive me crazy because then i i like because i want to play and i want to play right now and then I have to wait for the other person to respond well like, yeah but you know i can play a full <laughs> game a full two minute game and then, yes, you do have to wait. It's best of three, so you each play three Boggle games, and it's always that you each see the same board. Um, okay. So you do have to wait for them to play before you play round two, et cetera. But you can start a lot of games, you know, sure. and some people are quicker, obviously, than others, and it's, it's yeah. fun. Good. Um, on, on Facebook, um, Brian, not this Brian, another Brian, Wayne Insane, uh, YouTube is his big time waster app. Such a millennial. <laughs> and for some reason, I, this is so weird. It's telling me there are three comments, but I can't see the third one. So I don't know. Ooh, they have you blocked. That's so weird. Someone so put weird. Someone oh, Robin, wrote Facebook. Robin, uh, Robin yeah. wrote Facebook. I can see it now. The other, I will totally admit, the other thing is um, the new YouTube videos. I get sucked into a rabbit hole there, like watching Jimmy Fallon, like games or, oh. you know, videos of, sure. um, you know, whatever, like funny things that happened or yep. SNL sketches or like, I get sucked into that real fast. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I like can, that. I, stuff. Can, I can understand that. I, uh, so, so we'd mentioned games earlier. My, I, I also, in my order of social media preferences, Instagram, and then Facebook, and then Twitter, and then Snapchat. I'm not active on Snapchat, but I, you know, a lot of people I know are, so I follow them. So, like, I wake up in the, I wake up in the morning, and, you know, this might be in the realm of TMI, but you know, when I go for my morning constitutional, that's that's the order in which I do mm -hmm. my social media things. Sure. Um, I drink and, my coffee, you know, and I, I yeah, there, there you go. Facebook and. Um, yeah. So it's been also interesting, um, the, the new Google phone, and there's, there's now apps coming out for these that will tell you how much time you're spending on various apps on your phone as a kind of a digital well-being monitoring wow. yourself. The and new your system action. of the iPhone has that. Mine yeah. tells me I get a weekly report on how much time I've spent on social apps. And Too much information. How much screen time I've had. Yes. So part of this conversation, conversa conversation, conversation. That's 1% um, down. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make fun of Brian, but it's yeah. not. See, I'll miss you when you're gone. I'll miss you dropping your G's. And so like, conversations will be gone. There you go. And, you know, whatever. Anyway, so um, 
because I'm going on sabbatical at the end of, of April and I'm, I'm contemplating a social media fast during that time. And I have some anxiety about that, but I also, the fact that I have anxiety about it makes me think I should do it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and where's the line there and what, um, what, you know, what brings joy into my life, which is the theme of my sabbatical and what gives me life versus what sucks it away. Right. And I have to admit that Facebook is something that sucks it away for me. It sucks away energy and, you know, now, could you do, could you do like a, a, a partial or a curated fast, which and by that, I mean like on Facebook for the next, you know, however long sabbatical block, or only yeah. allow yourself to see pages of the things that do bring you joy. Like, you know, they're, so, they're uh, that before she, before she answers that, uh, so our, our, we talked about this at the end of last episode. I don't remember how much made it into the actual episode last time, but we, <laughs> we talked about addiction and then that sort of led into post-show conversation about social media. And then we noted the thing, exact thing Shannon is highlighting that if you choose to opt out, particularly if you've already been engaged on a platform and then you take a break. Right. Well, yeah. What kind of anxiety does that produce and what, how real is that fear of missing out? And I think that's exactly what you're naming Shannon. Yeah. So I have a, I mean, so part of this is I have a real fear of missing out. I, I also have a, a partner who is, just constantly on social media. Right. And, and so part of it is not just missing out on what my friends are doing or me not knowing things, but like not knowing on like what's going on in his life or what, but so getting him to communicate with me about those things. um, Like sometimes he posts things on social media that I don't, I find out, from social media, not big life changing things, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, I've been thinking about this lately. And I'm like, I didn't know that, you know? So, (laughs) so finding that kind of balance in it also. Um, so what I've, what I've been, I've, I've contemplated several things, right? Um, leaving all together, leaving and like doing like a Lenten thing where like I get an hour a day or wait, wait, wait. one leaving, day. Leaving, leaving your partner because of this? What do you mean? No, leaving all sorry. Together? Leaving <laughs> social media. <laughs> you were just talking about, you. I listen, was, I was, listen. I was, I was. and admittedly, I wasn't paying full attention. <laughs> admittedly. For the discussion. But all of a sudden I was like, he's announcing things. It's not telling me. Next yeah. thing you hear is, I'm thinking of leaving. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? No, no, no. no. Okay. So, focus, and I'm focus, specifically, focus. <laughs> I'm specifically talking about Facebook, gotcha. right? Okay. Specifically talking about Facebook because at, at Facebook to me has a very, it, it, there is an increased anxiety on Facebook. There is a different kind of anxiety on Twitter, right? But there is an increased anxiety on Facebook that I get really wrapped up in. And I don't know if it's personality or what, but I, it really drives me crazy. So I'm, for me, I'm talking about Facebook. Um, so leave, leave Facebook altogether for the four months, right? Um, do, uh, you get an hour a day or on Sundays I get to look or whatever it is, right? Do, do a partial thing. Um, or I've actually contemplated setting up another account with just, a very small group of people like, Ah. you know, like I just want to see these people. This is just for my sabbatical closing the account after I'm done. Um, Would would Brian and I be on that account? I think about it. She doesn't want stress. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's lots of, I mean, there's lots of different options, right? Like, um, and honestly, I'm leaning, I'm genuinely leaning towards walking away for four months. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that'd be something. Well, I just, so, so to prepare for this, let me put this out there. So prepare for this. So, um, I, I, um, embroider like, or I used to, Yeah. right. And so I actually went out the other day and I bought, um, I bought something to embroider and I've been doing that while I watch TV instead of playing on Facebook. 
in is the last it, week. Does the nice. thing you bought to embroider, is it going to end up looking like a cell phone with a Facebook? Yes, it's going to look like Jesus with a selfie photo, you know. Like, <laughs> Just checking. Actually, it's, it's um, so my sabbatical theme is about joy and I have, I've, uh, so it's actually a thing that's talk, like, that like live into your joy and blah, blah, blah. So after four months, will you know if you're Facebook sober? Right. So, right. <laughs> we talked about this last month that it takes three months for alcohol to get out of, fully out of your flesh, out of your system. Like four months will be a good, you know, That'd what? Be something. The, the whole point of walking away from your life, your job for four months is what, what do I need to add back in yeah. and what stress do I need to keep away? And what, like social media is part of that. Wait, There's you got a, a grant to job. help you deal. You got a grant to help you figure this out. I sure did. Well, well played. She, she Which, by a, the way, everybody is asking me about this grant. So if you need to know about the Lily Grant, you just send me an email because I have a standard email now that I'm sending out. Like he's officially the smartest person on the show. <laughs> anyway, but what about you? Have you ever taken a social media fast? Let me ask that. Ooh. Oh yeah, um, I've yeah. done. I've done weekends. I'll I'll do a you know login account. We can, I don't know. Of course that counts. I'm, I'm teasing. I mean, that's an addict. I've taken two days off. I'm, 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 <laughs> hey, <laughs> if you're really addicted, two days. Kidding. Continue. Yes, I've taken weekends off. I've taken, like, when I go on retreats, like, uh, five, mm-hmm. I've taken whole weeks off. I don't think, I don't think I've gone longer than more than two weeks at any one time. Um, yeah. Because when, when you're in Barbados, you still are present um so yeah i'm still on social media but i intentionally don't i intentionally don't get a phone that'll work while i'm on the beach mm-hmm. so i'll i'll check in like when i get back to the house in the evening you yep. know post a picture see what's up but when i go and i'm on the beach there's no cell phone access that's also primarily so my mother can't find me but primarily it's because i i want to unplug for a lot more hours than sure. i normally would while i'm here yeah that's valid yeah. Brian, what about you? Have you done a Lenten thing or something where you? I don't think so. I'm trying to think. I, I don't think I have done like a, an intentional fast. And part of the challenge is I do um, social media for, for work purposes, not only for my church, but for another nonprofit. And I have like, I have like eight or nine Facebook pages I manage and like five yeah. Instagram accounts and multiple Twitter. So it's like. No, but I think that's the other side of this, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that like, I, that's what I said. Like I can never leave Facebook. I do it for work. Like right. I, the work right. element of it for me. Right. Um, and there's a, there is a presence. Um, not that I'm a public figure and you know, blah, blah, blah. But like there is a presence in public that I have on social media. For sure. Um, and so that, that's all part of the debate. And the, I don't think that's what we're talking about. Right. It's not, I mean, that's a different conversation. It is a different one. And, and part, part of the challenge, though, is that when you uh, engage in those platforms, even for professional purposes, it can be very easy to get sidetracked by your personal account or you see something that you're following via that account and you're like, ooh, I should, I should respond personally or I need to say something about this also or right. you know, yeah. whatever. And you suddenly you find yourself, you know, you've spent – half an hour and you meant to do like a two minute thing. And all of a sudden right. it's like, wait, what am I doing again? Where are we? What time well, is and, it? And that's part of, so for the sabbatical part, that's part of the intentionality is the time, the time suck, right. Is being yeah. very intentional with my time. Cause even though four months sounds, it's going to go like that, right? Like it's going to sure. go very quickly. And I don't want to have sat there on Facebook for four months. You right. Know? right. And so, that's where my time was. Let, let me, let me ask this also, is this also, in in some contexts, a generational thing. And the reason why I ask this is because how is this different than when television first rolled out? You know, um, and right now, you know, there was a time when there was, you know, one channel or four networks. There wasn't a lot of TV options um, going on. There was a lot of... Um, it became watching TV was a family event. People gathered around right. the TV to watch and it was, it was a more tightly controlled. And now we have more content than we can manage. 
you know, there's oh. enough content out there. There's more content. If I watch TV every day for the rest of my life, there'll still be more content. So we've, we've had new media so introduced to our lives. Right, right. right. So right. how much how much of our social media use and connection is this is just a sign of the times. This is just the 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 vehicle through which um, information is is communicated. Whether you know we use the term information loosely because some of it is truly just a waste of, of time. Course, but, of course, yeah. But so is what's on TV. Right, Shannon, go. Well, all I was going to say is that that's that's my problem with it. Right. So is. Facebook, for instance, a, a source of um, information communication, right? right? Is it a source? Is it, is it another or, or, level? Or misinformation. Or misinformation. And if so, that's the, are we being good stewards by using it if it's mm-hmm. now a vehicle for miscommunication, right? And the, the other level of that is, you know, I hear so many people say, I got on this to see pictures of my grandkids, Right. And that's when I say I, and there are people that don't like Instagram. That's why I like Instagram, right? Because I'm literally just seeing pictures of, of people that I love, yeah. things that I love, quotes that I love, whatever. And Facebook to me has become just this, and, and I know I've mentioned this before, but forget about liberal versus conservative, liberal versus liberal on social media. Oof. Like we're just, I mean. Brutal. Brutal with each other. I mean, I, and I just have such a hard time with it. Um, and I guess I want to throw out another option, which I could do, which is become the Facebook stalker, right? Not like, not post, not comment, just observe. Yes. Which is not my style, as you can yeah. tell. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. I'd like to see how long that would last. <laughs> right. Not four months. Like, like, not I four minutes. Like, okay, you can look, but you can't touch. Yeah. I've been so good at that in the past. <laughs> So I want to respond to Ogan's question. I think it's a good one. You know, we've had new medium, media, mediums introduced throughout human culture and history. Um, you know, when newspapers first came out and you could read all this stuff happening, you know, from around the world and, and all that. I'm sure you could get absorbed and, and spend all this time in the newspaper that you used to spend, you know, talking around the table or, or tea time or, or whatever you did. Um, but I think a difference between TV and newspaper and, and social media is that it's it's your own platform as well, that you're sharing your own experience and you're putting yourself out there. Like I could watch TV, but I'm only an observer of it and I intake it. But social media, you also produce content and you also share about your thoughts, your life, and then you're waiting for people to respond to what you've done and so forth. So I think that's what makes it okay. such a web that sucks you in because it it involves you at multiple levels and and as we spoke about addiction last week and we talked about the endorphin uh rush that that you know drugs produce this is what this is what happens now as we all know from uh people who need that because of people replying to their posts you know, yeah. we put up a post and if 30, you know, we're obsessively checking every 30 seconds right. to see if we've gotten likes or. Which I will. Or, I'm, or I'm totally one of those people. 100% one of those people. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. So there's the fear of missing out, right? What right. are people doing? What's going on? But there's also that instant gratification. Right. Yeah. That yeah. I, maybe even more of the fear of missing out that I will miss. Yeah. Validate what I just did validate yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. What would, what would be a good acronym for that? So fear of missing out, it's called FOMO. What, what would, fear of, fear of non-validation, FONV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I got nothing. <laughs> I, yeah. You kind of, you kind of arrested the brain, brain thinking with that one. Right. <laughs> just, just, Maybe later. We'll come. If any yeah, of you yeah. have a great idea on an acronym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> validation please let us know yeah tweet it um, to us at at pub theology so I, I, I think it'll be a good time to share um the, and i posted this also fact check about social media addiction as a as a real diagnosis it's um i, I said it was uh in the dsm4 it is not it is being proposed mm-hmm. for the the dsm5 and that's the gotcha. manual psychologists and psychiatrists use for, use for uh you know mental disorders right. the diagnostic 
thing. I had that title in my brain and it's gone now. Anyways, but it is being proposed and, and uh, Wikipedia has this definition that talks about social media addiction is a proposed diagnosis related to overuse of social media similar to internet addiction and other digital dependencies. Social media may have unintentionally altered the ways that children think, interact, and develop, some in a positive way and some in a negative way. And this is, this is so true. We've seen, uh, we've seen videos or heard stories about children who, you know, are basically being brought up on tablets or, you know, trying to, trying to turn the page on a tablet or, or no, no, the other way around having real books, Mm -hmm. having real books and like clicking on the page. Trying to swipe the book. Trying to swipe the page. Trying to swipe the book and, 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 and stuff like that. We, we, the, the information, we don't know how this is really affecting our brains, especially, you know, young, very, you know, plastic brains in terms of learning. Um, But at the same time, because of it, we can expose our children and ourselves to so much more than we didn't know before and have access to. I can, I can watch whales swimming when I couldn't used to be able to do that before. Right. And, and I mean, there's, right, there's the world that's opened up with social media of like, hey, look at this animal, look at this thing, look at this, you know, whatever. Right. So I, my kids are like, mommy, take a picture of me. Okay. You know, and then they're like, put it on Facebook. How many likes did I get? How many? And I'm like, ah, I feel terrible. Like I like, yeah. And yet I can't say anything because I'm checking like, did who liked that? Because I open Facebook app and the first thing I do is not see what other people have done. I click on notifications to see what other people have liked about me. Yeah. Yeah. And in and and I'm not one of these. This makes us selfish. We're so selfish, selfie, blah blah. Yeah, could feed and, the inner narcissist. I mean, it, it certainly can do that. It can do that, and I also see where it does that for me. I also see where it builds confidence from. You know, like mm-hmm. oh, you know, other like, people have read this book. Where's whatever? Where's where does it cross over? Where does it cross over from? You know, the the authentic good validation, building my confidence, connecting and sharing to see that people are in what I'm doing and the whole like, you know, I, I, I need the likes, I need the likes. Yeah. Well. It's a fine line. It is a fine line. And it's not, it's post to post for me, right? Like, because if something doesn't get likes, I didn't realize I was doing it for validation right. until it didn't get likes. Yeah, that's right? a great call. Mm, nice. Like, I I didn't put it on there, or I didn't think I put it on there for validation, and then nobody commented and nobody liked it. So have you, have you deleted content that did not get responses, or not yes. the kind of responses you expected? Absolutely. No, I I haven't. I, I've okay. done that a couple times. I think I've been disappointed, sure, but not I'm not deleted because it. because I think when I did it, I had the thought like. I think it was something I thought was super clever or mm-hmm. or insightful, and when it didn't get that, didn't didn't get the validation, or people didn't say "haha" or "I like it," I'm like, "Oh, right. maybe it was dumb, and maybe I'm dumb, and I better delete it before more people see it and also don't respond." Well, and that's the point, right? Is that like that's where you have to, or at least I need to get back to the am I doing this for me or am I doing this for you? I or think am I, right. Yeah. This is, this is, this is where, this is where we all need to ad- adopt more of that Buddhist practice of non-attachment. Um, and, and this is me not as someone who by any stretch of the imagination has mastered this or even come close to uh, really taking it on. But what I have noticed over time, and I, and I spoke about this last week, um, I think more in the post show mm. yeah. and part of that post show discussion for you audio listeners is up on Facebook. There's a video clip up there, but I talked about with Instagram stories yeah. using that a lot more and like the whole Snapchat feature, you know, watching it disappear. Right. Um, um, and sometimes I, it, it goes before I got to check to see how many people viewed it. So right. it's up, it's, it's gone. God um, forbid. Uh, you know, posting something and intentionally on Facebook and intentionally not checking 
till you know an hour later or two hours later and that frustrates some people because i'll post something and then like in two minutes somebody is asking the question right. and then i don't reply for you know 30 minutes because i haven't right. gone back and checked so well, it's, it was a 30 minute facebook fast so what are you gonna do there you go exactly <laughs> You know, so yeah. yes, he's fasted from Facebook for the <laughs> right. eight hours he sleeps a night. <laughs> no. Technically, if you're not doing it, it's a fast. I do it about um, eight hours a day. So, or just faster than others. So oh. it's been, it's, oh, geez, here we go. Here Dad we jokes. go. Dad jokes by Brian. <laughs> here we go. So, so part of it has to be a conscious effort to, you know, to, to, to modify the behavior. I, I don't believe we need to get rid of it. I need, we need to modify it. So again, you put up a post really engaging the practice of I'm not checking back on this for another 30 minutes and then stretch it to 45, then stretch it to an hour and, 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 and modify it. That way you're not, you know, you, you, you found the middle ground between engagement and sharing and relating, but then you don't become a slave to it. Yeah. And, and I would say, I like that. And I would say, uh, because I have such an old phone, uh, it helps me do that. The Facebook app on my phone, like literally it just, it's never up to date. Like it just doesn't tell me it like it's delayed by an hour or something. So it's built in cause I hit it and it will not load it. It'll say, can't connect right now. Can't connect right now. And I'm like, you're what? I have a great signal. I'm not even going to get started on the solution to that, which was, <laughs> to get a new phone which you well, had in your possession what it what it seems like is that he's he's passed on the addiction vehicle to his kids yes to his son so that's that's see that's if a, he would have passed on the old phone to his son right. then there wouldn't have been that instant gratification now the son's gonna he have, have to, yeah what kind of yeah. parent are you brian what, what kind of parent are you <laughs> by example <laughs> selflessness <laughs> So let me ask this though, because the three of us are ministers and we talk about upkeeping like church pages or our, you know, pages to be spiritual vehicles, but there's also the pastoral care issue. Yes. In terms of social media. Yes. Same because there really is an element that, that it opened up another vehicle for me to do pastoral care. Yeah. Yes. Whether it, and it may not always be my parishioners, right? It could right. just be friends. It could just be, and, and I use friends in terms of like my close circle of friends, but also the people I am connected with on social media, like to be a, a presence of, of love in their life, to be a presence of God sometimes in their life, to have side chats through on their posts, off their posts through, you know, messenger or yeah. Twitter, you know, DMs. So there is that element that I can't say isn't a good thing that came out of social media. Exactly. So like anything else, the, the tool, the vehicle is agnostic, mm-hmm. it is neutral. It is how we've decided to use it. It's how we've decided to give our power over to it or not give our power over to it. So it, it, like anything else in and of itself, it's not a bad thing. So what about, I agree with that. I think it has provided opportunities to connect and care for people. Um, but what about the, have you struggled with the boundary issue, right? That someone can hop on at 11 at night and maybe expect you to be available, like not only your time, but your emotion, your, your mm-hmm. state of mind, um, that kind of thing. Do you draw any personal lines or does it kind of depend on the, the level of need you're perceiving or the person? What, what's your... So I actually have a, I have a whole workshop on this for, um, churches and, um, I know it's interesting (laughs) on social media and healthy boundaries. Right. And the question with texting and messaging is, can it be an email? Right. So if it can be an email, then it doesn't need a response in the next 24 hours. That's, that's the, like, that's the criteria for email for me. Please please tell that to everyone because some people don't believe that. But, but explain that. Are you, are you saying when you read a post, are you saying, well, that could be an email, so I'm not going to reply? Or do you mean... No, no, no. Reading a post is different than texting or messaging, right? So if someone messages me at 11 o'clock at night and says... Let's say through Facebook Messenger. Through Facebook Messenger, right? Yeah. 
Um, this is going on. I need you to know, blah, 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 blah. What I tell people all the time is when you, when you Facebook message it, I'm going to read it. It pops up on my phone. I'm going to read it. Yep. It's from a parishioner. I need to know what's going on. Um, it may be an emergency. If it is not an emergency, you need to learn to send me an email. Ah, right. So you have to make that decision. If it's something I need to know right away, absolutely use Facebook messenger. Absolutely. Send me a text message. But if it is not something I don't need to know in the next 24 hours, like if it is information driven, then send an email. Yeah. And I know that that sounds old school, right? But oh, no, and I, no. know, that's, that's I know perfect. this is easier for you, but I am going to read it. If you call me at 11 o'clock at night and you leave me, I'm not going to answer. If you leave me a message, I will listen to it. That's what you need to know about me. So half of it is me having a boundary, but yes. half of it is them learning my routine and yeah. where, where my parameters are. That's excellent. And how have you communicated that through through one on one as it happens, or do you, or is this Speech. something where you've told people in a small group setting or wider setting? She uh, Facebook she Facebook messaged everybody. <laughs> individually um all yeah, of the she above. said to me i'm never going to give you any pastoral care brand yeah like all of the above um so so for example i've been on vacation this week right someone from the church texted me i know that you're on vacation i don't expect you to come i wanted you to know that i'm in the hospital i texted back my prayers are with you and that was the end of that right yeah. I will go see them on Thursday when I am back from vacation. Yeah. I will 100% drive to the hospital before I do anything else. But I appreciate knowing and they they did not expect me to leave my vacation whether I was in town or not and come see them in the hospital. Now if it was life and death in the hospital would you break that vacation sort of Um if I were at home, yeah, but that's my choice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, that's my those, choice. those those things are tricky. Yeah, but that's well, con context is everything. Life or life or death, you know, supersedes you know a broken leg, which supersedes you know right uh, or, an, or an ongoing or right. You, you can whatever. prioritize you can prioritize thing, but Shannon makes a great point. You've got to teach people how to treat you. I mean, this is, just a, this is just a general good rule in life. Right, you teach people how to treat you. People know at my church that they send me an email, they will be lucky if they get a response within a day. Right. You know, they, you know. they know they can, they can message me and text me, but they also know that my response rate is going to be like totally haphazard and random. So if you text me at 11 o'clock at night and it is not an emergency, I will not respond to you. Bingo, bingo. Now we can well, the next day or not at all. Not at all. I will. I've taught if it's not an emergency, or if it's not like a response to this man who was just, my prayers are with you, right? right. If, it, if it is something that needs a response from me, I will wait until office hours to yes. respond to you. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you will respond the next day, but not sure. that night. Sure. And yeah, I will yeah. respond to them via the appropriate communication method for Ooh. that. Oh, for that. Wow. So you've so responded you to texts or messages via email. Yes. So if you've texted me something that should have been sent in email, I will email you during office hours. Well done. We are, we are being so, schooled, Brian. We are I being schooled. Say, yeah, I'm taking notes. <laughs> no, so I am teaching you what, what right. is appropriate and what is not appropriate. Now, the other, the other piece of this is we can use technology to help us. We can shut off our apps at a certain time. We can put certain apps in right. sleep mode or log out of them at certain times of so, let me say this well right so i my church actually helps pay for my cell phone mm -hmm. so i use email like so i feel a certain obligation to use my phone i mean we all use our phone for for work that's not the issue right but but i don't have as many boundaries around my phone because they pay for it um if if they did not, I would I would have a lot more boundaries around my phone. I'm definitely the, renegotiating my contract next year. I know. Well, it's a reimbursement thing. <laughs> my cell phone is the thing. church's phone, and I still. <laughs> yes. I, I right. need to work on that. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> so the other side of that is though that um, the other side of that is that if the church when so my last church did not pay for my cell phone, I had a Google Voice number that they thought was my cell phone. Mm that I then could very much control yes. text messages, voicemails, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So I think there's a boundary there with your, like I have parishioners who have work phones and personal phones just so they can create those boundaries yeah. because their work is going to pay for their cell phone. And they said, that's great, but I'm not going to use that personally. I am going to have another one because I want that boundary there yeah no that makes sense one thing that i found helpful was um deleting the messenger app from my phone and installing mm -hmm. the messenger light one because what the messenger app always did was create this bubble that showed up that i couldn't do other i couldn't do other apps until i had dealt with the blasted bubble that popped up and oh, was floating around the screen do you know that or is that only well, an that's Android a that's thing? a it's not an iphone thing it's a it's an android thing and you can you can shut that off it's and maybe an you can shut that off but i couldn't figure out how and it was just it drove me in literally insane uh, so i deleted yeah. the app yes you can you can shut off you can shut off the pop-up bubble uh, right well uh, well and i think that's the important thing so the other let me say this too right i still have the facebook app on i still have the twitter app i still have the instagram i have all the apps on my phone i turned off all the notifications yeah. Like I turn Bingo. them all off. Yep. That's, that's me. Too. There's no bubble that comes up. Nothing pops up that says somebody. So that got rid of a little bit of the instant gratification. That helps. Right. Right. It yeah. definitely helps. And so, I mean, I just want to say like, if you're struggling a little bit with this, you know, go. So the first time I went on a fast, um, I went to Cuba for a week. And of course at that time specifically, now there's um, what they call Wi-Fi. Now there's Wi-Fi in Cuba. Wi-Fi. They totally call it wishy. It's so great. I love it. Um, beefy. Beefy. <laughs> so there wasn't at the time, there was no cell service. There was no whatever. And I, I loved it. I really loved it. And yet the moment we landed in Miami, my phone went on and you I needed a fix. I couldn't wait to see yeah. what all had happened, you know, and I couldn't wait to upload my photos. I'd had this wonderful experience and share them. And I think, and again, I'm not talking, we all use social media. We all love social media. I just, they're, yeah. I'm not against a break and I'm, I'm specifically not against, you know, finding time for it in your day that isn't taking away, you know, I knew I needed to back off. I knew I needed to turn off notifications and things like that when I was saying to my kids, no, not right now, because I need to respond to this person. Yeah. You know, so so I have a question. We had somebody at our local pub theology last night who said he doesn't do social media because he doesn't feel like that's real community for him. Real community is people he's in touch with flesh and blood phone call or text, but doesn't believe or email, but doesn't believe in doing social media. But I, I don't know. I, I think, I think real community can happen online and social media. I feel like I've experienced it. And mm, it's, 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 it's a different form of community, just like church is one form of community. Family is one form of community. The people you go drink in the bar with is another form of community. The people you play sports with is another, they are different forms yeah. of community. So no, it's, it's not all the same. I would agree with him in, in that response, but, but you can you can create great discussion groups around things online. You can have you know Skype and Zoom meetings with people yeah. in different parts of the country. For God's sake, we're doing this podcast and we live in three different parts of the United right. States, <laughs> and this is community right here. So well, right, right. That's so, right. and that's the side. Is it is right. it different? Of course, it's different. Have I been nurtured in faith and love and? supported in ways I would have never been supported before, like with the people around me. Right. Have I um, met people I would have never, ever, ever met and become close with them? Yeah. Like, I, I think it, that's fine. That's fine for you. But as long for me, as long as you're not um, negating other people's experience of community, right. then you're fine to say that this isn't community for me. Fine. Right. 
Right. And as but, long as you also get out the house and meet <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, right, exactly. <laughs> and not but, use you know, these as your only community. Let's talk about this side. I have a parishioner who is extremely depressed mm-hmm. and has only gotten more and more isolated in uh, in her older age and she still has contact. She is unable to come to worship anymore. And she is unable to get out of her house really anymore. And she has contact with all these people that she loves on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Right. And what's wrong with that? You know? Yeah. Back to the the tools are agnostic. How do we choose to use them for what purpose? Right. I can't, I, she won't let me call on her anymore. She won't talk to me on the phone anymore, but I still see her on Facebook. Yeah. Like I still talk to her on Facebook. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you can, you can also choose your level of engagement. If you wanted to only be friends on social media or connect on social media with people, you know, in real life, by all means, you could do that. And as Ogan said, it's a tool that can augment those that real community because it provides other ways to learn about people's interests or things they're doing or if you're interested in that you know and right. maybe you're not and it just feels like you know wasted time in front of a screen that you don't really want to do um and this person was a was a little bit older so maybe there's a generational thing there although he uses technology a lot for work he said and so when he comes home he doesn't want to use it so totally valid yep. totally valid for sure yeah. And I, I mean, I, there are days where I do, you know, some days there are days in the office that I sit in front of a screen all day. Right. And part of the reason why I started sewing again is because I was like, the last thing I want to do is look at a screen today. And so, you know, I'm going to, I still need my glasses for it because I'm old, but you know, whatever. Yeah. That's beginning to kick in for me too. Uh, the, the, the vision. The, the, you need the vision thing. Oh yeah. my God, it's beginning to happen now. Yeah, like, I'm actually like when, when iPhone came out with like that ridiculously large size iPhone. Yeah. Um, I was like, God, why would I want that? That won't fit in my pocket. And now I'm like, oh. It's not big enough. It's not big enough. Like people it. look at my phone and they're like, oh, you're blind, aren't you? Because I have it on the largest type. Like, oh my God. so I don't strain my eyes. Five years, Shannon will just have the iPad, <laughs> just walking around with the iPad. I will. Like, I just got the <laughs> biggest Kindle there was. <laughs> like, the biggest read <laughs> So, oh so this is a little off the off what we've been talking about. But if we could take like an iPad or a, or a latest iPhone back, like three thousand years, and show it to Abraham, like would would they think that this is this is God or this is like some divine magic? Um, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. To be able to yeah. predict the weather alone would create a godlike. Absolutely. You would. You would be God. You would be God <laughs> if you could predict the weather the way that we can now with the touch of a button. You yeah. Would be so, God. so a question that went out on our on our um, email list for people doing pub theology groups is: What if God is a metaphor for highly advanced technology? You know, and and what if God created everything not just through some sort of divine you know, omniscient or omnipotence or magic, but, but just through advanced technology, we don't understand yet. Is that, is that plausible? Is it like, or is it just feel like it's God because we are not there yet? Or is it, or is there just a level that we'll never, is there a limit to human ingenuity and technology so, so, increase? So um, I, I want to say that I think that's likely given that the more advances we make in in quantum science it's beginning to explain a lot of things that we want simply just attributed to god to to different things um to magic you know um previous generations would have said this is magical but now we know it's science or uh, supernatural or supernatural right. right but now we know it's it's science so it's not so much that that God ceases to exist. I think the the deeper we delve into science, the more we begin, we're, we're more and more we're able to explain the mystery that we once just called God. Yeah, but it, yes, and uh, it be, because we can give a natural explanation to something, does that mean God isn't involved anymore? No. Couldn't it be both? Yes. Couldn't it be both and? Well, it, it's about redefining what God means. We have redefined what God means 
generation to generation to generation. Yeah. I mean, just in the Bible, God was like, you know, the vengeful warrior who stopped the sun so more slaughter could happen. And then God became a more, you know, compassionate, loving being. We, we redefine God as we learn more about and discover more about what, what God is. And, 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 uh, and I wrote a, 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 you know, plug shameless plug for my book. I wrote about this in the last chapter of my book, when they talked about the way technology is advancing, there will become a time, you know, that technological singularity and we could, we could map our, you know, Futurists are predicting we can we can map our consciousness, i.e., the electronic impulses in our brain, you know, up into the cloud and vice versa. Yeah, can, and then put it into a younger body, for example. Right. So, so then say that does happen. Now we've achieved immortality, and part of part of what is integral to our relationship and understanding about God and belief in God is about our mortality. Then what happens? And and one of the things I speculate is as we do more and more of this the relevance of God continues to decrease as, as we define God today. So, so it, so it now evolves to become that the, 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 the true, the, the true mystery was the humanity that we want, you know, flittered away on social media. And we oh. begin to, sh- and we begin to shift our emphasis about what is now divine and what is now sacred. I don't think the need to, I don't think the need to connect with something bigger and beyond ourselves will ever go away, but that will begin to change and be redefined. So if we could, through technology, as you said, sort of um, perform resurrection, let's just say, that would make the whole Easter story not quite as special? Is that, would you say that's fair? Well, come on. The East, I mean, right now I don't believe there was a bodily resurrection of Christ, so the Easter stories are already, you know, a whole, a whole different. But some thing people will me. say we'd already done that with technology, right? We've already, we're already ah. able to um, cardiac arrest, right? We're already right. able to bring the dead back. Keep we're that's already true. able to that's bring true. the dead back, right? Keep, keep dead people alive until. So we is our next up. step ascension? <laughs> so I mean, but I don't. Uh, yes, I mean, we, we will upload ourselves to the cloud. That's, oh, that's there. It is. That's the technological ascension. That's what's wow. coming next. Wow, but when when what's the coming back to judge the living and the dead? What is is that like okay, people we're responding into a or not science responding? Science versus faith discussion, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with science versus faith. It's just my issue with all of this is, you know, we don't even I don't need a savior because I have an iPhone, right? Like I don't yeah. need I have everything I could possibly need and more at my fingertips. And what that has done in my faith is to sit here and say, I have everything or more at my fingertips with this thing right here, which is even more reason why I need a savior. Mm. Like it's even more like I don't have, like I have everything I could possibly want to know at my fingertips and I still don't have any of these answers. Yes. What really matters. Yes. Technology is pulling us more and more out of ourselves and we really need to go further and further into into ourselves. ourselves. Yes. And so does it, does it provide community for me? Yes, it does. Which helps me to be, it helps me to learn. It helps me to be introspective if I use it well. And yet, and, and I, that like, I don't always use it well. And, right. and that's part of that limit. And so what that looks like is different for each person, right? I mean, I, I think it does build confidence for people. I think it also is a tool for bullying, you know, like there's all kinds of things that goes, goes on in the use of social media. But to me, where you get into like science, technology versus God, it's not a totally different discussion, but you know, it's. It's I, I think I think I know what we're talking about. Discussion. I think I know what we're talking about next week. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should t- we should talk about that. Future 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 church, future god, you know, where 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 do, we, where do we think this is all going? So, if it doesn't build community, then why are churches putting their worship services? I mean, I was in a restaurant the other day that I overheard two people talking about how they watched their church's um, Christmas Eve service online. Yeah. And I sat there and I was like, that's not the same. You need to be in church, like like, in my head, right? Humbug. 
blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, and yet, how many times have I said to them, we need to be broadcasting our worship services. Right. And so like, I can't have both of those wants and needs at the same time. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> All right. Add that there to the docket is. for next week too. <laughs> there it is. Add it to the docket. This is a multi-part discussion. There you go. Sure. So what we've purpose. learned is that 10.7% alcohol turns my face really red. That's what we learned. Yeah. <laughs> Rudolph, <laughs> Rudolph ain't got nothing on you. Speaking of science. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can connect and spread the word on social media. You can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes. We'd love you to not only listen there, but uh, give us a rating and some feedback. And you can watch us on YouTube or Instagram TV. So if you get caught in one of those YouTube vortexes where you just want to watch the next thing, maybe it's the next episode of Pub Theology Live. There you go. You Use it for know. good. Use it for good. Use it for good. And if you'd like to find a conversation like this, you can check out the national directory at pubtheology.com. And if you don't see a pub theology group near you, you'll find some resources to help start your own. And don't forget to join our static but soon to be growing list of supporters at Patreon. You can visit patreon.com slash live to get started. Till next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. That's fun. Got I got to run. All right. No, it's well, true because it rhymes. We there figured out. Go. I got to go too. I got to check my Facebook. Conversations. <laughs> Conversations. Talk to you later. Bye. Let me ask you a question. Okay. <laughs> All right. See you. <laughs> we got we got to find something for you, Shannon. Seriously. I know, right? Uh, yes. Like what it's four. It's four. Wait, when I listen to it, I say fur. Fur. When I say fur instead fur. of four. Oh my yeah. god. All right. Later. All right. Bye. See ya.